Hello, and welcome to Talk Social to Me. I am your host, Mackenzie, and today Ben and I are giving you all the latest and greatest on what is happening in social media this week. There's been a lot of news, especially coming out of Twitter and TikTok, and TikTok trying to be a little bit transparent for the U.S. government. So instead of me just rambling on at the beginning of this, let's just dive right into it. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Hello, Ben. How are you today? I am living life. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. You know, I did cut my finger today because I got new knives. Oh, that no. sounds like really dangerous. That sounds more dangerous than I meant to, too. But I don't really cook at all. And I was like, I'm going to make myself a really nice breakfast today. And then I immediately cut my finger. I'm bad with knives, too. Like, I should not be allowed to handle sharp objects. But I should just out. not be allowed in the kitchen whatsoever. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not the best in there either. But uh, I get in and I get out. <laughs> That's good. Do you have a flicks tip today? Flicks tip. Mm. Mm. Flicks tip. Yeah, actually, I got a tip for brands in particular. Ooh. I think that it's, we were just talking about this before we got on, on recording. And it's just that because we're so deeply in social, we don't think that brands are making poor decisions with their money. But as I talk to more and more people, you hear more and more decisions being made for consumer brands and, and brands in general, just putting money and resources into the wrong places. And so I think that a big thing that people should do is educate themselves if you own a brand, just so that you can make better decisions. I'm not saying become the social expert, but understand like, where things are actually going and what's moving the bottom line for people. Like, for example, people are spending a ton of money on product photos. And it's like, is that really going <laughs> to build a brand? Is that really going to like deep build a deeper connection? Is that really worth the money? So I think that's that's one thing is just be very thoughtful about where you're investing your money and what it could even lead to. Because think about the best case scenario of your product photos. Like you still need traffic to, to make those products mean anything to you. So being thoughtful about what, what you're investing into and what it can actually turn into for you through social. Absolutely. Yeah, it's great to make your brand look really beautiful and engaging on your social media platforms. But how are you going to actually get those people there? Like you need to think about that process. Like user-generated content, get people into your brand, and then you can start making really beautiful content. Yeah, like you're not an art exhibit, you know what no. I mean? Like you're, <laughs> you're a business. So if you post the Mona Lisa on a page with zero followers, like no one's going to care, right? Yeah. So if the attention isn't there, you have to figure out how, to, how do I get the attention there? And so it's like, how can I be creative in terms of building a community and a brand around content. And that's probably going to happen through video more likely. And because it is, it's, it's harder to do, but the returns are so much higher as well. Absolutely. Well, to transition into what we're going to be talking about today, we're going to go over a couple of fun little tidbits of news this week, because there's been some fun ones, especially around TikTok and whether or not it's actually going to get banned. Do, what do you, where are your thoughts on this right now? Like, where are you at? I'm hard pressed to believe that it'll get banned. I'm not well versed in the political sphere whatsoever, yeah. <laughs> but I really don't. I just think that would take a lot for that to happen. Unless there was like some big breakthrough where they figured out that the company was doing some crazy stuff with the data. But I don't know. It's, I feel like there's too much to happen, but I could be proved wrong and I'd be yeah. fine with that. It would be an interesting move if the U.S. government does actually get like Apple and Google to remove them from their app stores. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, obviously those are the two biggest platforms and basically everybody only has those products. So it would be essentially getting rid of TikTok. Yeah. But there was one. So 
I think right now it's a lot of Republicans that are going forward with it. And then there was actually one Democratic leader who came forward. So I think they're starting to build more of a momentum than they have ever before, which I find really interesting. And so because they're trying to be as transparent as possible and the CEO is, I think he's going up in front of Congress next month, actually, to talk about like what they do with the data and all that kind of stuff. They, TikTok, they opened a (laughs) transparency center in Los Angeles, which wasn't apparently that transparent, according to journalists who went there last week. (laughs) And so what I get, I get the, the the goal or the vision behind a transparency center, but what did they do wrong? (laughs) So according to the verge, and I think New York times was there. There's a couple other journalists, but when they walked in, they just kept calling it smoke and mirrors. And they had, Mm. when you walked in, they had these touch screens that told you all about TikTok, which I mean, you could just find that information online. Like just go to their website. You'll know everything that you need to know about TikTok. Yeah. And then they were running mock versions of the TikTok code and not like the actual code that was going on. Okay. And they didn't really explain anything that people didn't already know about TikTok. Mm -hmm. So the things that people wanted to go deeper in, like how does your algorithm actually work? How does the, what was it called when they were boosting people's content? Oh, oh yeah. I forget the terminology, but I know what you're talking about. When someone just manually selects it and then makes it go viral. Yeah. So they were asking them how that worked. Mm. And they just gave them very vague answers. They weren't going into any detail whatsoever about anything. And there was a room, according to like all the journalists, they were kept talking about this room. And everybody kept asking what this room was. It was completely locked. And they said, if you want to go into this room, you can, but you have to sign an NDA and you have to have your phone locked. So I was just like, what's the point? That doesn't seem very transparent. No. And the other thing is, is they weren't allowed to quote any of the people that took them on this tour. So to me, if you're trying to be as transparent as possible, first of all, let these journalists go in and actually report on absolutely everything. This seems almost like a, a bit, <laughs> like it's a like a gag, <laughs> like like this would be done on like SNL. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Like it's like oh, a Simpsons on. episode <laughs> for real. So that's yeah, I, I I don't know. That's really weird. So it's just I don't fully understand what they think they're doing by not showcasing all the information because people can see that. There's missing details. They're not explaining the algorithm. They're not explaining the For You page. Nothing. And so if they can't explain it to journalists and they're going to have to go in front of Congress next month, then how do they think they're going to get this past the government? Yeah, this will probably be the whole Cambridge Analytica thing again because they're speaking a different language. Like social is its own language. And, And all these things that we talk about, we think about, like you wouldn't even know what questions to ask unless you're well-versed enough to know. And, and I think like, TikTok is also very, very weird because you can, I feel like YouTube, there's a lot more of consistencies. And so since I mostly work with YouTube, you can see like, I know this will work for this person, maybe not to the same level, but there'll be some degree of success. Whereas on TikTok, someone could basically do the same thing and one video could go viral and then one video could get zero views or like yeah. 100, 200 views. So there is, it does seem like there's a lot of randomness, which I'm sure there's not. 
but it certainly seems that way. So how do they explain all of this stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and you can see it on, we had Ryan Megan on here a few weeks ago and he was talking about how all of his videos, he'll post like two to three of the exact same video. And it's yeah. just that initial hook at the beginning. The Hillary and, Yeah. And so you can see his content where some of them only have like maybe 200, 300 views and then one will hit and it has like a million Millions. views. Yeah, And so it's just like, why was it that certain video? And can TikTok explain why it was that certain one? Yeah, I don't, I don't think they can. I think it's because a lot of it is, is being done by random sample sizes. And that's mm -hmm. why we, we experiment with posting things more than once and timing of it because it's the feedback of that initial sample size. And so if every time that sample is going to be different, then naturally the course of the, tra the trajectory of the video is going to be different. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So, so it is, it is a, a strange concept. And as we moved towards more like purely algorithmic driven exposure, like it, it is very strange how these algorithms are making decisions as to what pops and what doesn't. And obviously they didn't, they didn't disclose it very well either. And then alongside the Transparency Center, they are trying to launch something called Project Texas, which would block most of TikTok's U.S. data mm -hmm. and operations from the parent company ByteDance. So people's content and their data and all that kind of stuff would stay in the States and ByteDance would have no access to it. Okay. So and how that would work essentially would mean that so Oracle, which is now housing all the data for TikTok at the moment in the US. Oracle would have to relaunch TikTok on all the apps. So oh, wow. essentially like take away ByteDance, remove all that all ByteDance from the app stores and then relaunch TikTok as Oracle. That doesn't sound as catchy. No. <laughs> well, and I think it still would be TikTok, but it would just be under Oracle's branding. Okay. And but I just First of all, how do people remove, like, I guess my brain is, I'm like, how would they remove the app or would the app just update under Oracle? Like, yeah. I don't know how that would work. Yeah, it's probably what it would do. It'd probably be a forced update for, to, to use the app and then it'd be Oracle, I guess, or whatever they'd change it to. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's really interesting how they're kind of transitioning everything. If Project Texas works, then obviously TikTok remains in the United States and all of the data like data protection should happen. But can we actually trust that it will happen? Who knows? Can we ever trust anybody with our data? Probably not. But do we give our data away anyway? Yes, we do. Yeah, I think it's basically deciding at this point not if we give it, it's who we give it to. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's probably the biggest concern is that they're concerned with ByteDance having it, which, which hey... Makes sense, I guess, but I don't know. I, I don't. I still can't see it getting completely taken away. No, but we'll see. Yeah, I definitely see this move being the one that they choose is having Oracle take complete control over TikTok in the states. But how that would look in somewhere like Europe, because obviously everybody's looking at the U.S. right now to see what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. And I know Europe has definitely been fighting back against TikTok and the data that they collect as well through basically fining them. But who knows if they also try to make a move of being like, no, 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 you have to remove your access to Europeans' data and then UK's data. So it'll be really interesting just exactly what happens next month during the Congress hearing. Like most things, there'd have to be one big domino to fall and then yeah. everyone else would then follow suit. It's No one wants to be the first to move. No. But then once <laughs> that happens, then everyone's like, yeah, okay, let's do this now. 
U.S. always wants to be the first one, though. Yeah, that's the one exception. Yeah, they definitely want to be like, hey, we, we do this, so you should we, too. We like to get in front of everything. <laughs> but kind of speaking of TikTok, and we will soon be talking about Twitter in a second. Did you know that the original founders of Instagram are starting their own app? I did know that. I actually made a TikTok about this, and it looks pretty cool. I'm, uh, I'm intrigued to see. I signed up for the waiting list. I still have not been... I've not been let in yet, though. Same. Okay, so will you explain it then, since you did a TikTok on it, kind of like what they're kind of gearing to be? Because it seems really interesting if it works out. So actually, we got a comment that is pretty funny. They're like, <laughs> the comment was, oh, so basically they're making what Twitter was supposed to be. <laughs> and I'm like... Amazing. Yeah, that's kind of accurate. <laughs> so essentially what they're trying to do is create a purely text-based platform. So it's all going to be written word. And they filter and feed you content similar to a for you page style where you swipe through and it's going to be but instead of videos, articles, holistical, stuff like that, all text-based. And it then gets to know your habits and all that stuff over time and filters what you get. And then soon it's going to incorporate comments and, and the ability to discuss the piece with other users of the app, all within the app. So like t- so- they said TikTok for, uh, for written word, basically. Okay. So like TikTok for written word. So basically scrolling so yeah it'd be tiktok twitter combined that's where it's yeah i guess it's going kind of like yeah i I guess it's pretty similar to to how twitter is now but they they want the more of that experience where it's new discovery all the time whereas on twitter there's a lot less of that it's usually people you follow or very in tune with what you're currently following and so the app's name will be artifact and so they named it this because of a few things. So they called it Artifact, which is a combination of articles, facts, and AI. That's why they call it Artifact. And it's designed to provide you with a curated news experience based on your engagement and interests. So exactly like I just said, it's like TikTok, but written word. No, I love that. I will definitely be... If they accept me, I will hopefully be one of the first people on this app. So you joined the waiting list too? I did. I'm just really hoping that they're like, yes, you can join. You're one of the first few. Yeah, that'd be sweet. I, I joined as well. I've yet to get a text, but it'll be, it'll be fun. I think like I would actually want to do that. But again, again I'm sure it's probably going to be mostly people like you and I that really like it because yeah. I feel bad about leaving TikTok. I feel like I feel less bad about spending time on this app. You know what I mean? But every time yeah. I leave a TikTok session, I'm just like, I'll never get those 30 minutes back. No, or, ever. So, <laughs> so I feel like just the realm of like reading, you're going to have to naturally be more selective with what you consume and you're going to comprehend it a lot more. Yeah, for sure. And I know like I don't spend as much time on Twitter as I do on other apps. Like I love it. I'm a huge Twitter fan girl, but I feel like I quote unquote safely consume on there Mm -hmm. because I'm not gorging myself like I gorge myself on other apps. Most definitely. Yeah. You can't really consume as much, but but it may not be just because it's text. It may be the problem of the algorithm distribution. Like maybe this kind of for you page style for text will be the answer to that. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I can't wait. And especially since it's the original founders of Instagram, they know what they're doing or they used to. So we'll see. (laughs) We'll see what happens. What I really like is the fact that they're trying to focus on one feature and be that. I yeah. think that there's going to be a lot more apps that will win maybe to a smaller demographic size, but they'll win big because 
they'll commit to one feature. They're not trying to be everything. Exactly. And there's a lot of value in like they say there's riches in the niches for a reason. Like if you have, if you become the one stop shop for a specific group of people, like they're going to keep coming back. Yeah. Like for, for written content, if you become the spot for that, then that's where people go. Absolutely. I love that. That actually kind of reminded me something of what most area did we find out <laughs> somebody said that we found out this week and now i can't remember how he said it because he I did think it's say his last name. did he say it yeah he apparently said it and because somebody like sent me a tweet <laughs> or, did he say it on his instagram yeah somebody sent me a message and they're like oh my god we know how to say it now <laughs> but anyway it doesn't matter it totally matters <laughs> <laughs> we're too invested we're in too deep i know but uh, yeah I, I just for the sake of progression i think i think it's misery but i could be yeah. wrong no, it definitely is Moseri. But he announced, well, Instagram as a whole announced that they are actually going to start focusing again on photos and carousel posts. Yes. Because they realized that there's too many videos. Yeah, I saw that and I actually included that in a YouTube video that I just filmed. That That's great news. They said that they over-indexed on pushing out video content and they're going to, they've, they've since fixed that. So photos should do a lot better now too. Yeah, absolutely. And I have kind of noticed that for my own content where I'm like, oh, okay, this is actually my hashtags are picking up again. Mm -hmm. And my key, like I obviously still do keywords in my captions, but definitely hashtags have picked up and I am getting a lot more reach on my photos than I have in the past. Yeah, which is good news. I think that's what brought people to Instagram. And I think the also TikTok probably led the push for that as well, because since they're those pushing those photos. carousels, yeah, yeah, that they probably were like, well, damn. <laughs> they, they <laughs> now we got to go our, back. Yeah, they took our <laughs> stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And then, I'm, I know we've been talking about this before, Twitter. Them charging $1,000 a month for businesses. Yeah, that's wild. And I really don't think that's a good move, especially not if you're trying to attract a lot of businesses. There aren't many businesses out there in terms of percentage of businesses that could afford a thousand dollar expense and especially not for Twitter. No, that's insane. Like I'm trying to pull up the article now. So Elon Musk wants to charge businesses on Twitter a thousand dollars per month to retain a verified check mark. Like would it, I just don't understand for verification a thousand for verification. Yeah. Just for a little blue check mark. I'd be like, Nope, sorry. I'm good. We don't need that. I can't see people being very happy about that, for one. And, and on the note of verification, I made a TikTok about this too, that Instagram and Facebook is probably exploring paid verification as well. So soon you can pay for a blue check everywhere. <laughs> so I wonder if Instagram and Facebook, Meta as a whole, if it would be like, if you want to get an immediate blue check mark, you can pay for it, or if it's going to be similar to what Twitter is doing and you have to buy into a program and each month you get charged. Yeah, I, I, my guess is it would be the latter of a like a subscription based model, and everything's going that way. Like every product in the world, because it's it's the perfect business, right? It's repeatable revenue, which is the hardest thing to achieve in business. True. So they're all going that way. That's why everything is subscription based, and also people are typically a lot worse with their money. So <laughs> they're like, if they heard three hundred dollars, they're like, oh, I, I can't afford that. So they just stretch their three hundred dollars out over a year, and they're like, oh, that's fine, that's cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Every We're always kicking it down the can, you know, <laughs> kicking the can down the road. We're just yeah, like, yeah. we'll deal with it tomorrow. We don't have to think about this right now. Let's exactly. <laughs> and that's that's the genius of all of these subscriptions is that they're, that, that happens and people forget about them. Yeah. Well, and not only that, he also, like Elon Musk also announced that 
Twitter's going to be now sharing revenue, ad revenue to content creators on the yes. platform. But the way to get ad revenue is by buying into Twitter Blue. Oh, you can only get it if you're a Twitter Blue creator. Only. Only. Yeah, the only way. So you're basically paying $8 a month to be paid for like probably 17 cents. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be (laughs) very minuscule. I I think that they're so crazy to not use the Vine IP and create some sort of innovation in the video space. Like I know, obviously easier said than done, but look at TikTok just changed the game slightly and they've won so big because of it. So it's like, it's definitely possible. And with all of the minds that Twitter still has, even though there's a lot less of them, obviously yeah. <laughs> they're they're great minds because they decided to work really, really, really hard. So they've got to be a special kind of person. So I, I, that's what I would do because I think that would be, if, if you get it right the first time, that would fly because people will download the Vine app out of curiosity. 100%. And then if it's good, of course they'll yeah. stay. It's like TikTok, like TikTok blew up because of the pandemic. People tried it because they, they were told they should. And they're like, wow, they got hooked. So if you can achieve something like that, I think it'd be silly not to. Yeah. Well, and especially now that TikTok has kind of figured out the ad stuff, like obviously they still really need to work harder on paying their content creators better and figuring out more ways to get ad revenue in. Mm -hmm. But as soon as they figure that out completely, Elon should just look at that and be like, okay, that's the model. That's the the approach we're going to take. And we're going to steal all of those ideas and put them into Vine. Yeah. Yeah. 100% if if, if that's doable. I, I think the... Like that could be where they could stand out if, if they were very creator focused first. That could be what allows them to win. YouTube made the same decisions before because a lot of people don't know this, but in the early days of YouTube, they had like two or three other serious competitors and they just focused more on the creators, like the general creator than the yeah. other ones did. The other ones went went different routes of trying to buy exclusivity from bigger creators and that didn't translate, right? Because you need constant content for that to actually work and a few big players isn't going to do that. So yeah. uh yeah, I think if you could be more creator focused, that could be a huge advantage. Absolutely. So it'll just be really interesting to see what happens. I don't know how many people are actually going to buy into Twitter Blue just to get for a thousand bucks. No way. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, but just like cr- creators in general who want ad revenue. Who's to say like you're actually going to get those eight bucks back each month? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I can see a lot of people trying it for a month and then getting their check of 17 cents and saying, <laughs> I'm good. Thanks, mate. Thanks, but no thanks. And then to go back to TikTok just for a second, they now, alongside with all the other transparency things and yada, 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 they are doing a strike policy on people's accounts. On TikTok, is this correct? On, on TikTok, yeah. So essentially what's going to happen is if you're like you say something or you're somehow violating the rules on TikTok, you will have a strike against your account. Mm. And you can actually go into your account's like history and figure out if you have a strike against you. I don't know how many strikes. I'm going to say three because I'm thinking of baseball. But they are going to show you how many strikes you have. And if you get to that third strike, then you're banned from the platform. That's a very similar system to YouTube. But the the, the enforcement of the strikes is always my biggest concern because yeah. it's usually very, very subjective. And usually the terms of service that are violated, it's very open to interpretation. So Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of people deplatform from YouTube that without really any warning, and some of them I could see like it was totally deserved, but a lot of them, like they didn't even explain it to the creator. 
And that's oh, people's livelihoods. And sometimes it's like yeah. people's big businesses are entirely built off these platforms, which again, we always say build your own audience, like get an email list. Text, <laughs> email list. <laughs> text, SMS. I think SMS is, is huge. It's very expensive right now, but the open rates on SMS are like 99, like it's crazy. 99 is yeah. exaggeration, yeah. but it's like super, super high. So sidebar, but I, I do think that <laughs> that scares me a little bit because I know a lot of people have been banned from TikTok and they really shouldn't have. And the same with right. YouTube. So I think the transparency of how these things are enforced is huge and it's tough to do at scale, which I understand, but it's kind of concerning as a creator where you could just get deplatformed tomorrow. Yeah, it is scary. And like you said, people's livelihoods are now like people are content creators. This is how people make their money and their income every single yeah. month. So you can't just ban them and not actually allow them the space to be like, Hey, this is what happened. Like, can I have another chance? Mm. No, exactly. And usually when people do appeal them, sometimes they'll get lifted without any explanation and sometimes they yeah. don't, even though there was no reason to ban the video. And there are some big examples too. And like one of the, Steve will do it is a guy who's very, very famous, who was deplatformed from YouTube. And he didn't even actually get all three strikes, but it's because he was pretty cheeky about how he went about trying to avoid mm. them. Yeah. And so then YouTube, I think, tried to make an example out of him. But still, even then, it's like, oh, if you can just do that with him, why couldn't you theoretically do that with everyone, Right. Ay, 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 ay. <laughs> yeah, there's no right answer. And that's that's one of the biggest things in social and in life is that there's no right answer. It's no. like, it's accepting that and saying like, hey, how do I do the best I can with what is given to me? Yeah, well, and especially since there's no real rules, like they say that there's rules, but it's you have people that are actually humans behind the screen that will, like sometimes it's the AI that will ban you and then you're like, hey, you appeal it and then a human comes along and they're like, oh mm. yeah, that's fine. But I mean, sometimes you get the wrong human that day and they're having a bad True. day and they're like, you know what? Fuck you. We're not letting you back on this platform anymore. A hundred percent. And that kind of abuse of power happens everywhere. So yeah. It, yeah, it's just like you catch someone at the wrong time It's and then you're just done. And, and it, it could be, we could be talking about decisions of like millions of dollars. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. And then the last bit of news, which... I find hilarious. I texted all of my friends after I found out this information and all of them were like, no, there's no way. But Facebook is becoming cool again. Where are the sources for this? <laughs> the source is that there are 2 billion active users as of Q4. Oh, wow. And what but what's the definition of an active user? People that log in every single day. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so essentially they have people so and that does include gen z because i know a lot of people are going to be like it's just our grandmas that are on that no gen z is on it as well and they're supposed to be cooler than me but they are using groups marketplace and then gaming are the biggest mm. three things and as a personal group user myself i'm on facebook every day just kind of like scrolling through the communities and seeing just the random comments people place out there about their lives to people that don't know them and it's wonderful yeah no it, it is really funny and i think there is a huge shift towards a desire to be in communities i think that's mm -hmm. why there's been a massive thing with discord growth there and i think that's also why twitch has had a lot of growth is because it's very community focused absolutely so if, obviously facebook is seeing that and that's pretty cool that they're being innovative enough to still be relevant in different ways <laughs> and they're gonna have to because obviously like the means of consumption of just regular content on there has changed but i've also heard that facebook pan fan pages have seen a big uptake in Huge. exposure as well Huge. so that's 
super interesting. Yeah. And then apparently reels, and we've talked about this yeah. before, Facebook reels are absolutely killing it and just blowing up at the moment. And they're putting a lot of, they're thinking about actually giving ad revenue to content creators mm-hmm. from reels just because they're doing so well on Facebook. Yeah, and Facebook Watch is their, I think it's a little bit of their longer form video platform. And they've been paying creators there for a while. And one of my uh, friends, they have like a really big dog page (laughs) and they make bank from a Facebook Watch. So if Reels starts to become a thing too, that could be huge. Yeah, so that's definitely in the works. I know Moseri was a little hesitant about the ad revenue in Reels because he was like, I just don't think that people want to see an ad every other Reel. Um, which fair enough. So it'll be interesting to see how they start implementing ads into reels more and more, but that's definitely in the works. Yeah, that'll be super interesting. But they, when you go lurk someone, I've I realized this, like, and you start scrolling through their photos, sometimes they'll throw in an ad every few and yeah. you're just like, you'll be seeing someone and you're like, what? <laughs> like, you're like, I don't want to buy like equipment right now. Like, this is what, what I want. Like, yeah. yeah like, and then you get so confused. So I don't think they care that much about ads. So I'm sure that'll happen. Yeah, we'll see. But that is all the latest and greatest social media news this week. It's definitely been kicking off. It's been a little quiet the past couple of weeks, but this mm-hmm. week is just on one. Yeah, I'm sure that means that there's a lot to come. It's, <laughs> it's been too quiet. Is. Yeah, exactly. Do you have a flick feature this week? So I've I actually met her through TikTok and she's a great creator and she makes content all for creators basically and, and people that create content. And so her name is Sandy Lynn. And she's building an agency right now for creators to help them get better brand deals and whatnot. And so her page is at by Sandy Lynn on Instagram. And then I think on TikTok, she is the same as well. And she's blown up on, on Instagram through doing trend tutorials. So basically she'll do like a, almost like a mini vlog of her attempting mm-hmm. to recreate a trend. And, oh, she's, fun. and she's blown up. And so it's genius too, because she does it in parts. Yeah. So the first one will go viral and then she'll be like, okay, well, follow me to see the final product. Oh, nice. And, and, and that has resulted in, in so much. I remember seeing her page last year and she had like 10K, something like that. Now she's at 207. Wow. Yeah. So she's blown up. And I think on TikTok, she's at over 500K. So she's she's a beast. She is very well versed in the creator game and she's also really, really cool. Amazing. Well, please go follow her. All of her information will be in our show notes. And as ever, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And Ben, what do we have to plug? We have to plug our, uh, our beautiful YouTube channel because it is, first of all, very beautiful. It is. And uh, we're, we're growing there too. So we've had a few videos that people have really liked. If you listen to this show right now and you're not a social media manager, but you want to be, we just released a basically how to become a social media manager video and it's doing quite well and then also we cleared tried to clear up the confusion with uh, how to use hashtags in 2023 and so that's another video that people are really really liking it's our 2023 instagram hashtag guide i tried to do my best to summarize the very confusing world of instagram and hashtags in a six minute video and it's people are are very much liking it so i would go check out those two and you're probably going to want to subscribe after you do so you should probably do that too You definitely want to subscribe. You also want to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't done so already. And please give us a five-star review because I will love you forever and you want my love. I promise. Yeah. Also follow us over on Instagram. We are at flick.social on Twitter at flick underscore social and on TikTok at flick.social. Ben is absolutely killing it over on our TikTok channel where he is just 
always updating people with news and doing trends and just all that fun stuff that you want to see. Absolutely. Come hang out. We'll vibe out. (laughs) Please. We will talk to you next week. And yeah. Bye. See ya.